Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch the Show, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we're going to do another edition, the second ever Let's Argue episode, where I try my hardest to convince David that he's wrong about stuff and tear down his takes and make him feel bad about himself. But his worship pastor optimism um, and unabashed love for all things average continue to persist. So yeah, we're going to be arguing about stuff. Uh, David and I each come with a take that we know the other person disagrees with, and we will be presenting those to each other and trying to convince the other person we are correct. Um, and we'll see. And then at the end, we will rate them on a scale of one to 10 of overall effectiveness of the argument, 10 being most effective, one being David. All right. Wait. Let's get into it. So, uh, David, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? We have like the same opinions on most things. So you calling yourself also just liking all things average? Yeah, sometimes I do, you know, sometimes I do love a good average thing. Uh, yeah, I see the rom-coms you watch and give a one star. I see that. Well, I don't like them if I give them one star. Um, <laughs> but you know, you watch them anyway, even though they're low ranked. Right? I see yeah, it. Sometimes see you it. have to watch a bad film to appreciate a good one. Um, it's kind of deep. It's kind of deep. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Take it away. All right. For, for my conversation, what I, what I would like to present, ladies and gentlemen of the listener jury... <laughs> Polar Express, which is revered by David as a Christmas classic, does not even come close to deserving that moniker and is actually not good. Okay, so the Polar Express 2004 animated film directed by Robert Zemeckis that took forever to make because they were trying to use new technology Um and to do face renderings and stuff. I will get to that later. First, what is the name of the main character? David. The kid? Yeah. He doesn't have one. I guess if, well, I guess they all have a name. So it's probably unknown child. I think it's maybe it he doesn't have a hero name. Hero boy. Okay. Yeah. This is so stupid. <laughs> Off to a bad start. So the, I would argue that one of the most annoying sequences ever in a movie is any time that stupid kid with the glasses talks. I hate that kid with the glasses. He is in important moments of the movie. He's constantly there. He's supposed to annoy you, and it's achieved. It makes me not want to watch the movie. Another thing is the animation's bad, David. This is bad animation. The uncanny valley in the faces is real, Okay. The, the eyes are creepy, um, and it looks a lot worse than contemporaries. You know, it, we're looking at movies from 2004. I would argue an animated movie like Shrek 2 looks better than this movie does, all right? It's not a good-looking film. And what is the plot, even? Okay, it's about, it's the same thing. It's recycled, all right? It's a kid who doesn't believe enough in Santa, gets taken on a magical trip the night of Christmas Eve, sees Santa, believes in Santa. I think, you know why I don't actually remember really what happens? Because it's boring. This is a boring, boring film, David. It is far from, I would argue, movies that you would consider classics. Here are a couple of the movies that I know David considers Christmas classics. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What do you remember when you think of that movie? You think of Jim Carrey. You think it's hilarious. You think the Grinch is great. There's weak parts. Uh, Cindy Lou Who singing comes to mind. But it, it's hilarious. It's fantastic. Fills you with the Christmas spirit. It does everything it's supposed to. All right? Christmas Vacation. Another film of a similar, similar quality, I would argue. Um, similar laugh structure. Is this movie supposed to be funny? The Polar Express, because it's not. Is it supposed to be heartwarming? Because it's not. And I would argue that all of that comes down to the animation style. It takes you completely out of the film at multiple points. And the supposedly emotive faces 
end up just being, I'm looking at Tom Hanks playing like 11 different people and I'm uninterested in it. Uh, and, and I don't like that the characters don't have names. I, what? Why? Why can I not know the boy's name? There is no, there's no name for anybody. David, what is your counter? I was, I was actually really surprised you called the movie boring. Because, um, I, I don't know, I feel like to me, I don't know why I equate like some movies like roller coasters. But like for me, I feel like half this movie is like on a roller coaster. Because there's like, it's, I mean, you know, you're, you're, there's certain points where the train simply just, just going. But then there's like that intense track sequence through the mountains. That's kind of like entertaining to see. And the trains you fly in and stuff. And then you have that sequence on the frozen lake where they're drifting, you know, and, and then you have like the, this, this, the train stopped at this point, but you have like the elk scene, the kind of the comedy relief in that little part movie. But then like at the end, you have them like going up the twirl up, like spinning around the mountain, going to the top. And then it goes on a bridge and that kind of opens up eventually into the North pole. I, I don't know. I just remember like, I've seen this yeah. movie six times and I literally don't remember any of the things that you're talking about. The only really? thing I remember is the annoying kid and the hot chocolate scene. Hot chocolate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, you should watch it again. Because there's like... I've seen uh, it enough. If I can't you, get, hey, if I, you said you don't remember key moments. I you saw... I've seen it six times. And I've seen it as recently as three or four years ago. Your brain's been developing we pretty heavily in these every times. every so single... Maybe. This was this movie was a staple. Every kid that was alive and in elementary school from like 2005 to 2011 watched this movie every single year for their stupid Christmas party. And every single year, I thought this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The movie feels like the movie feels like a video game from the early 2000s. In that. It is all just one long, like, boring cutscene that I can't skip. I just can't. I can't get into it. I don't understand the appeal and the music. Again, the, that's fire. supposed to be a big, a big catch, right? It's the music. Music is fire. Does anybody remember any other songs besides the hot chocolate song? Dun 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 dun. I don't know what is that. When the train's that, going, that is vague like, sounding Christmas music to me. And then when they they sing the duet at the back of the train, which is just iconic. I I remember it. That's not on. That's not, you that's saw on this you. movie like three weeks ago. No, I've not watched it yet this year. I want to. I have not seen it yet. I just really like it. But here's some themes, right? I know it's really easy to just automatically say the animation sucks, so therefore the movie sucks. The point of this movie is not. The animation to be just tip taut like the best yes, it animation is. of a movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is exactly Here. what the director desired to do. That's why it took him so long to make this movie. He wanted to make the best animated movie ever, the best looking one, and it looks terrible. Here are some themes. Childhood innocence, magic of believing instead of seeing, Every learning Christmas to let go has all of these themes. Letting to let go of logic in, in times uh hey. In this in this movie, it makes sense to let go of logic, right? Because logic is there's no way sand is real. So in this movie, it makes sense. Um, these it's easy to underappreciate or ignore these themes when maybe yeah, you look into the eyes of some of these kids and you're kind of terrified sometimes. But I don't know. Maybe maybe this is all just I grew up with this, so it's all nostalgic. But just. I, I, I see this movie as an adventure with all the train track, this train scenes and the up and down like roller coaster like scene in the mountains with the train and uh, the, the golden ticket trying to find the ticket. Also, Tom Hanks just does a really good job in every single character, every He's, accent. I, I think Tom I, Hanks does so good. I enjoy Tom Hanks as much, if not maybe more than the next guy. There is too much Tom Hanks in this movie. Tom Hanks is playing every single crucial character in this film. It is, it is but ridiculous. you didn't know that growing up. You're yes, like, oh, I did know that growing up. I was like, oh my God, that's Tom Hanks. Okay, that guy's Tom Hanks. That guy sounds like Tom Hanks. Why does everybody sound like Tom Hanks? Why is Santa but he's also so good. Tom Hanks? He's so good, though. He's fine. It's okay. But think of all the money that 
that they they pumped into this film and then they couldn't afford to get other voice actors so they just had to ask tom to do everything it's hey man, exhausting smarter not harder i also this movie's like kind of terrifying as a kid i will say it's, one the, the, the one scene in scary. that in that train so, car with with the throwaway toys that part did kind of scare me as a kid when he and was like lost in that i don't even know if it's on purpose this movie is like accidentally scary but again i i I disagree with your main point that the purpose of this movie is not the animation style. That is the purpose. They were trying to revolutionize this technology to do motion capture and a mix of computer animation. It's one of the first movies that's ever done this. It's a humongous endeavor. It cost them $170 million to make, and they spent years and years and years making this. I and it looks bad. And it looks bad. Dis- it, despite so, some of like the eyes reference of the animation i don't mind the animation i don't think it's terrible with this the train like the way the train looks especially when it's going really fast and some of the styles like i i don't think the animation is that bad in a lot of the scenes i think it is i think it's really bad i think it's way, like on the top like on the top like, when it's snowing you know and they're walking through the snow i think the and, average dreamworks movie looks much better than this film like much much better i i just i i think that is the point like Let's say this movie is a lot like Avatar to me in that it is trying to revolutionize this thing. And that is the that is really at the center of the film. It is not the story. It is look at what we have done. We were able to CGI Tom Hanks into all these different characters. Look at how cool this is. Except unlike Avatar, it looks bad. So then that takes me out of the movie entirely to where I cannot focus on what's going on. Because it is... It's so much of an uncanny valley that I I just I can't see past it. And I know that maybe the train sequences don't look at bad, but you're spending a lot of time face-to-face conversations in this movie. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. I just don't like it. I I, I, yeah. I understand that you I, I don't think it's the worst movie ever made, but I do not <laughs> think it deserves to be listed as a classic Christmas film. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it could be me. It could be nostalgia. But, you know, I just... No, I, I am on an island. I think, it's, I think I am on an island. I really do. I, I think it's fast-paced. I do like this. I don't mind the storyline, you know? And I think, obviously, there's a lot of Christmas spirit because, literally, they go to the North Pole. So that's just fun. Yeah, um, they do do that. The music's good. Also, like, the characters are just good role models. Like, the hero boy and then... um, What's... She may not have a name. What's her name? She's the hero main girl. character. They're, they're actually like just girl. genuinely good people and good role models, um, which I know like, especially like in an animated quote unquote kids movie, that's maybe not be a high bar, but yeah, they're easy to cheer for. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, you know who you're <sighs> going to cheer for. Did you really, the kid was just, the kid just annoyed me the whole time. I mean, the, every the time kid? somebody, every time somebody asks him a question, the hero boy he just stares at them he doesn't speak he's always just, uh, he's shy but, uh, it's he just, has no friends he's the depressed same thing. Oh nathan he doesn't know if he has a place you're telling me planning and he's trying to figure out his life to this little david how is elementary school let's have a conversation are you okay Bro, i like, don't remember elementary school <laughs> i i low-key just forget things i don't really remember what happened did you have, did you have friends david yeah, I did. Okay. Bro, I was all quarterback right. of the football team in elementary school. Okay. All right. We went we to championship games, somehow. bro. Okay. Somehow David is bragging about elementary school. No, you just asked if I had any friends. I'm like, bro, I, I was quarterback. I did. So. Because you seem to connect a little too much to this kid. Uh, I, I just don't. I Again, the animation is so bad, and it, it is such an integral part of the movie that I just can't get over it. I think the biggest thing for me growing up was just I was just so – entertained by like the whole train ride like the roller coaster and the ice scene and all this stuff i was just i just thought it was so fun like i would be like i wanted to put myself on this ride and experience this like crazy up and down and swerve and so growing up that that was like what i connected to and i just i think it's fun i don't know it just it feels like it what you said it has all the key christmas elements in it right it's a movie that has all that stuff in it but none of them i would say are particularly well executed 
in like a way that you really come away like, wow, the way that that movie handled like a child's, you know, childlike wonder was great. I, I, I just don't feel like that that is coming out of that film. Bro, um, do not talk trash on the greatest scene of all time. Bro, when the bell flies off the reindeer and it goes to slow-mo, slow-mo, goes quiet, and he picks it up. I wish people Boom. could see my face right now. Boom, in, his ref- in the reflection of the bell is Santa right behind him. Knowing, knowing Again, what his in- jump internal, Again, internal struggle a, is. That is, a, that is a jump scare. Knowing that's, his internal struggle and what, what he's been contemplating this whole time. And he talks to him. It's big. And then, and then he ding, 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 rings it. And it's like, holy frick, bro. He believes. He freaking believes. This Here's the question. entire time he's been trying to figure this out. Stop. And he believes. Stop. Stop. Stop, Stop talking. Let us dance Here's in the streets. Here's a question. Let us eat to celebrate. Here's a question. <laughs> okay, so this isn't actually about the Polar Express anymore. I just have to ask you this question. <laughs> Why? So a, a lot of Christmas movies have the whole, you know, Santa's dying or, or the power of the North Pole is fading because not enough people believe, right? That's like a very common thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you would agree that that's a, that's a common trope in, in Christmas movies. And then you they have yeah. to fix it by believing. Okay, so the part of the problem is adults don't believe, right? When you get older, you get more cynical. This is how they explain to kids that adults don't believe in Santa. Like an elf, too. Like that kind of happens, yeah. Right. Who in the hell do they think is putting presents under their kid's tree? We are presented in a world where the kids believe in Santa and Santa gives them presents. And these adults then watch those kids open up the presents that they didn't buy for them. I will say at the end. Who, who is, where do they think this comes from? At the end, we're led to believe that the parents got them the gifts, but then Santa got, gives them one gift. And he was from S or something. Again. But still, I get, yeah. Who, but that's like, just like every, that's like every Christmas movie. Though, right. This isn't, like a, the same this isn't way. a dig like, at Polar Express. Movie? This is a, this is a, every, we have set up this system to where it always relies on the child's belief and the kids don't believe, or the adults don't believe anymore. But the adults see these magical presents appear under the tree and then they're like, guess my wife went out to target when i wasn't looking like didn't communicate what, yeah <laughs> what the heck how is that how have we allowed this to happen how i don't know we this to happen? well it's david think about it kids are watching it so it's like they're not going to pick up on that just like they're going to catch up on shrek just dropping inappropriate jokes left and right where would you rank this movie for christmas movies for you would it be a top five a top ten where you got it at well nathan thank you for asking let me gander upon my uh letterboxed Christmas movie rankings. Um, you want to go through all the movies or just kind of where that one is? Why don't, you just, wh- wh- why don't you just go give me where that one is and then tell me the movies that are directly ahead of it and directly behind it. Me personally, I have Polar Express at my number two Christmas movie. It's so disrespectful. Number one, I have Jim Carrey's The Grinch Still Christmas. Number two, obviously... Mr. Uh, Mr. P.E. And then I have three Christmas vacation for Home Alone. So you're looking me dead in the face right now. And telling me that you think the Polar Express is a more enjoyable Christmas watch than Christmas vacation. Here's the thing. I didn't grow up with Christmas vacation. Stop. Nobody grew up with Christmas vacation. You're not allowed to. (laughs) That's that good. I... I, honestly, this may all be predicated on nostalgia. Like 50% of my argument may just be just. It was good when I was a kid, so it's good now. Nostalgia's back might just be wailing, just carrying this argument. So maybe it's just that. But I just really, I truly and thoroughly enjoy the Polar Express. I I know I haven't. I enjoy the music. I enjoy animation for the most part. I enjoy the story of the kid. Like, oh, finally he's you know, has a brain and please and Santa and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I know I haven't convinced you. Uh, also the, the elf. Last... Whoa, whoa. I forgot the elves skydiving. That's just, of course you forgot the elves. The Everybody forgets that. Um, what do you mean? By I, that? I, I, uh, just to close, I know I haven't convinced you. Um, I can see it in your face that you're so excited to watch this horror film yeah, you just every convinced year. convinced me to watch Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But what I will say is that in my family, we watch Christmas movies every Christmas Eve, two or three of them. Not not a one time has Polar Express ever been in the rotation. And, and we switch it up. Christmas Vacation's there every year. Aside from Christmas Vacation, we do a rotation of, of a lot of other films. Um, and not once has anybody suggested Polar Express because they know. It's not they even suggested know. by anybody. They just not even know. your sister-in-law. Not no. even your mother, your father. No. My father thinks it sucks mm. because he he's right, you know. He also doesn't like Andor. I he's not perfect, <laughs> but he's the best. Um, yeah, so Polar Express um, is not good. You know what, David? We can still agree that Elf is overrated as frick, though. Yes, absolutely. Elf is painfully. Mid. If where if Will Ferrell's not in this movie, is it as? Just even with Will Ferrell, is praised. it that good? Is oh, it really true. that good? Or is it just a chore to get through? Is it all downhill after the narwhal says, bye, buddy, hope you find your dad? It is. The answer is yes. I really think it's a solid three. Like, it's just a solid three movie. I think it's a, I think it's a fragile three. Mm. Could, be a, could be a loose two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. All right, David, present your argument that's going to infuriate me to no end. He's cracking yeah, his was, knuckles. I don't know yeah. if you guys could hear that. For everybody. Kind of a weak one. This is not an ASMR podcast, so we weren't prepared <laughs> for that. It's true. Uh, I'm here here to you know, share to our listeners and to you, Nathan, uh, Inglache, that Harry Potter franchise is in the same category, is in the same category as Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. <laughs> Go ahead. Same category. Tell me why. First, I'll just, I don't know if this is the obvious one, but it's uh, usually the first thing brought up. Box office. That's the first thing that's usually brought up, so we'll get that out of the way. Um, So, this is not counting uh, Fantastic Beasts franchise. I don't really Mm -hmm. want to associate that that movie, that trilogy with this. But um, Harry Potter, in its movie franchise, has made 7.6 billion dollars uh worldwide at the box office uh with harry potter and the deathly hollows um landing let me see here i believe over a billion right seven all time let me look here there's a couple over two billion thanks to marvel um no 15 made it made 1.34 billion dollars part two uh in 2011 so the 15th highest um grossing movie of all time. So there's there's like money wise. Um and actually the first one made 1.2 billion um in its first release in 2001. Um so there's just the money. That that alone really if you if you're really thinking it and I know what your your counter will be. That alone can kind of put it in the category thinking just success wise and like money wise. Um, but I, here's an article I, I read from a list of the top 100 highest grossing movie franchise. Fandom Spot analyzed the monthly search volumes of as many countries as possible, discovered that Harry Potter was the most searched franchise in 75 countries in the world. Now, the UN recognizes 195 countries. So that's well over a third of the countries in the world. Um, Are any of Harry those Potter- countries the United States? Um, yes. According to this graphic, um, they analyze the monthly online searches for the top 100 highest grossing movie franchises worldwide to identify the most popular movie franchises across the globe. This is June 2021. Um, so there's, there's kind of some more information, but now I just want to kind of dig into this franchise because I think this may not necessarily help a movie because it's kind of should be goes without saying but it can definitely hurt a movie simply just the actors staying right together this entire series significantly helps um the cast helps the quality of the movie right when you have for an extended amount of time two decades worth of movies you have these core actors stay together um that not only helps just in chemistry but also you can tell in just the quality of the films that man these main actors get better and better and work together. And honestly, I, 
visually, these movies are stunning. Um, one, one and two, right? 2001 and 2004. Um, you can tell the CGI is a little off. Um, but even then, kind of watching, actually, we watched a special like version of the first Harry Potter on HBO and had like behind the scenes stuff. And it actually, used to be surprising uh, how many practical effects uh, there are in that movie. Uh, the candles hanging in the lunchroom were practical effects. The letters shooting out of the, out of the fireplace, all that practical effects. And the director, specifically Chris Columbus, um, shout out. I don't know how you colonize America and direct movies. That's just crazy to me. Um, but <laughs> kidding. Uh, but he, they want to use as many practical effects as possible. But dude, this movie, these, this entire franchise is visually stunning. And honestly, there have been arguments made that this final movie in the series is actually better than the book. A better ending and a better resolution um, to this franchise, which is not easy to do, right? How many times? I mean, probably 99% of the time, right? Like, it's like, okay, the book's better. Um, you can think about a lot of things. And that's natural. There's a lot more to fit in a book than you can in a movie. Um, but, man, I just think despite the change in directors, and I don't think that's a... I don't think that hurts it. Star Wars had a change in directors and actually the best directed movies weren't by George Lucas. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that hurts it. And I think we get just really cool kind of different aspects of Harry Potter, but I think it also ebb and flows. I don't think it's like, wow, this was clearly just, this is just completely off from what, um, you know, the last director did not adding Star Wars, but in this new trilogy, you could tell like, okay, this is obviously by a completely different person. Um, and so, dude, I think, again, this is nostalgic for me. I grew up on this. I watched the final two or three movies opening night with my family, but just the money it made, the critical, you know, acclaim over the, you know, two decades, the visuals, the music, the music is incredible. I think it's on par with Jonathan Williams and Star Wars. Um, um, and I just, yeah, dude, I, I think it's great. I think. Plot-wise, story-wise, um, the reveal of Snape brings a tear to my eye every time, even though I just know about it. Uh, and I think just the fight, because right, I think one argument, too, is like that final fight between Harry Potter and Voldemort, you know, maybe it seems weak, but I think it's cool. Like, throughout the entire series, they're, they're battling each other. Like, this entire movie franchise is them, like, trying to one-up each other and trying to figure each other out. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I love it. It's very, very good. Um, and those, those trilogy of actors with Hermione, Ron and Harry were just so, so good. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, my, my, that's my argument that Harry Potter is in the same category in the same category. I'm not saying it's the best movie franchise of all time. I'm saying it's in the same category mm -hmm. as Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and it's in the same category as Star Wars. I'm not the, the original six, you know, I'm not even gonna count the new trilogy because those are just bad. Kind of so like, not can I ask what, is there anything else you would say is also in that category? Uh, do you think there's anything equal, or or do you think those would three would stand MCU. alone? MCU's tough. Like it's so like, can we just like pull MCU out of this, or do you? Yeah, wanna... I mean, it, it's almost not fair um, to do that just because the MCU is like you know thirty movies and and seven yeah. TV shows, which you could say Star Wars is becoming that way too, I guess. But um, I think maybe Indiana Jones, just with its like all timeness and like maybe uh 007 maybe but again that's like they've had like 48 movies or something yeah and i would argue most people that even are james bonds fans have not seen every single movie um and, and the older ones really just aren't and good. the older ones do not growing, up at all yeah. yeah um i mean would you i don't i don't i might be just those three uh, so I, I looked at the list earlier and i, I was trying trying to kind of remember um you know, based on someone else's opinion, but I don't know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, so I, I vehemently disagree um, that it's in the same category. And I, I, before I start, I don't think Harry Potter's bad. I myself have read all the books. I have watched all the movies. I quite enjoyed the books. Uh, I, I enjoyed most, if not all of the movies as well. Um, they're not, it, the, that series, that franchise, that pop, pop culture franchise is not touching Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. And let me tell you why. First, let's let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Let's just let's do this one at a time. Um, okay. So, Lord of the Rings as a trilogy is, I think, at this point, undisputably the best 
movie to movie quality a series has ever had. You, there is no, even if there is dip in, in quality, it's not, it's all based on how you feel the story is working at that time. It is not based on production value or direction or anything else. Uh, would you agree with that statement that like each of the movies are on the same exact level and that is a very high level? Uh, uh, of each other? Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Second, talk box office, um, which it's substantially higher than Lord of the Rings. However, Lord of the Rings only had three movies. Let's talk Oscars. Let's just, let's just get it out of the way. There's only one movie um, that really won a lot of Oscars, and it's Return of the King, which swept all the awards it was nominated for. Um, it did not receive any acting nominations, but in every other category that it was eligible, it received nominations and won all of them. So th- that's helpful um, in determining that. But I would argue um, even more so, even if we're not just talking about the films, which uh, Lord of the Rings received 17 um, Academy Awards as a franchise and was nominated for 30. Even if we're not just talking movies, which I am extremely biased in that, uh, it, for you, the nostalgia is Harry Potter. For me, it is Lord of the Rings. And I consider this to be the best film franchise of all time. And I don't think anything's touching it. it. Lord of the Rings created the fantasy genre. It just did. The modern fantasy genre is created through Lord of the Rings. And Harry Potter doesn't exist without it. Like, it at all. Um, there is no amount uh, of, of Harry Potter content. There's nothing without Lord of the Rings. Um, Tolkien created some of the greatest literary works ever and created an entire subgenre of fiction. I think that just has to put it above Harry Potter when you add that into the fact of the three movies that Lord of the Rings has. And even if you are including the Hobbit films as well, the, the, I, I, this is personally, I would argue nothing that Harry Potter has to offer touches Return of the King. Personally for you, um, you consider... Uh, Deathly Hallows uh, part two or one. I don't remember. Two. Part two to be better than Return of the King. You have it ranked higher on your all-time list. However, if we're looking at just critical and audience score, Lord of the Rings Return of the King is regularly listed in the top 25 and top 30 movies of all time. And its predecessors are not that far behind it in the rankings either. So I think critical success... It, it is very important there. Um, and I would just, again, I would go back to, you know, I think Harry Potter is much more contemporary, right? That's easy to see. Mm-hmm. It affects our generation more um, because a lot of people grew up with it. However, Lord of the Rings has stood the test of time, is regularly one of the 10 highest selling books, has been since it was released in the middle of the 20th century. So I think it just has years and years of experience um, being at the top, so much so that the most popular rock band of all time dedicated multiple albums worth of songs to a book series. Taylor Swift's not writing songs about Harry Potter. (laughs) Led Zeppelin was writing songs about Lord of the Rings. That's the Lord of the Rings aspect. Let's get to the Star Wars one, which I think is actually easier to argue. Harry Potter, and everybody's seen this viral video, Harry Potter is a is a direct descendant, direct descendant of the Star Wars format, almost down to a plagiarism like T. Orphan child turns out to be the most powerful wizard in their universe. They are taught and first trained by another wizard who doesn't end up being their mentor. They go for an older, wiser wizard okay there are betrayals along the way there are a lot of similar the oneness you know almost i would say a lot of lot of series use this the the christ-like nature um harry potter so much so that harry dies and is resurrected um exactly like jesus but I, to a T, I think they are very similar. And Star Wars is just cooler. Lightsabers are just cooler than wands. Mm-hmm. They are, okay? Like, when you're a kid, 
even if you aren't a big Star Wars person, you're like, lightsabers? That's freaking awesome. I never wanted to play with a stick when I was a kid because that's what a wand is. You obviously Se- were a wizard. Second, <laughs> Darth Vader is the most iconic villain um, in pop culture history. People who have never seen Star Wars know exactly who Darth Vader is. People who don't like Star Wars still like Darth Vader. Um, Voldemort can't touch that. And, and that's that's not... It, it, it's, you know, nobody can. It's, it's not like that makes Harry Potter bad. Um, third, Star Wars is the most successful pop culture franchise of all time. If you look at toy sales, you look at merch sales, you look at extended universe books, you look at box office, um, it's, it's bigger than Harry Potter. It just is. It's much bigger. Star Wars is the most successful thing that's ever been created as a franchise. Um, if, you, if you just look per capita at, at what the movies made, a lot of these movies were released when box office wasn't as big. Um, I'm, I'm a lot, kind of vamping right now. Because I'm trying to look up the adjusted A New Hope gross, um, which is ridiculous. So A New Hope, if you adjusted it for inflation today, A New Hope would make $3.8 billion by itself. That's pretty good. So it, it is the most successful movie franchise ever, despite, and I will agree, some of the movies are not good. All right? They're just not. You know, like the episodes one and two are not good. They're they're not. Um, and you could say the conclusion to the to the film franchise is not good. Um, I I just don't think there, the Jedi has become a word so iconic, so synonymous, um, just with a master a craft. Um, lightsabers are ubiquitous, um, in their recognition. And, you know, elements like the force, um, you know, these are all things that you don't even have to have seen the movies to recognize. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, and I, again, I do not think this means Harry Potter is bad. I don't think there's anything on the level of Star Wars. Like, I, I don't think cultural impact wise, you could put anything on the level of Star Wars. Star Wars had an ultra successful spoof movie come out called Spaceballs. Afterwards, that is also a beloved film. Okay, Star Wars toys are some of the most bought toys on the market. Um, Disney spent the most money a company has ever spent to acquire the rights to Star Wars. Uh, And even though, despite some poor performance from later movies in terms of critical success, Star Wars still remains the top of everyone's mind in pop culture. The, the fall and rise of Anakin is prototypical at this point and, and is a story that is repeated over and over again. Um, and a, again, the figure of Darth Vader is the most iconic villain and one of the most iconic characters. And the only thing that you said that actually really offended me was comparing these musical score of Star Wars to the score of Harry Potter. We both know, we both know that the Star Wars score is some of the best work that's ever been done. And while the Harry, yeah. there is one iconic Hedwig's theme in Harry Potter is great. Star Wars has like 11 of those, okay? The title sequence, obviously, right? You have the Imperial March, Darth Vader's theme, okay? You have Leia's theme. You have Luke's theme. Binary Sunsets, another one. And even in the movies that aren't that good, Duel of the Fates, all right? Across the Stars. I just, there's not, I just don't think there's anything touching it. There's, there's no world that's cooler than Star Wars. And I think Harry Potter is, is a very interesting franchise, but it, it is ultimately also of Earth, Right? It is tied to the planet. Star Wars reaches out, explores new places, and is kind of infinitesimal in the amount of possibilities it has, where Harry Potter is finite. Um, so for those reasons, I just don't think that Harry Potter is on that plane. Again, I don't think that means that Harry Potter is a bad franchise. But I just I don't see it being anywhere near 
anywhere near Star Wars. I just, it's, then, I just don't. Do you not, do you not think Lord of the Rings is on that level either? Because you said nothing comes close no. to Star Wars. I think t- Star Wars is a tier all its own. I really do. Um, I think in terms of cultural impact, um, it's Star Wars is a tier of its own. And I say that thinking that overall, the Lord of the Rings movies are better movies. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Lord of the Rings movie. And um, I, I think that they're just better. Uh, the original trilogy is not as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, in my opinion. It's not. But I, Star Wars greatness doesn't just lie in the content that it produces, but the possibilities that it allows. You know, I, I just think that the worlds, the, the, the connection to the force, the lightsabers, all of that stuff, the ships, yeah, yeah, the stormtroopers, like so many iconic things came out of this one franchise. And I just don't think Harry Potter can match that. I don't think Harry Potter has anything as iconic as that. I just don't. Yeah. The only thing which we've talked about this before that I kind of disagree with, I just, yeah, there, Star Wars and Harry Potter has a lot of similars, but I feel like this is such a general like plot line. You're like, correct. Spider-Man and a lot of Marvel characters, like a lot of like, I just had another one. Oh, Dune, like Timothy Shamali, like a lot of these kids who don't want it or maybe don't think they have it end out to be like the, most powerful like you know what i mean i think that's just like kind of a general right that it, it's a line. very popular plot line star wars did not invent it in any way shape or form but star wars popularized it and also i think star wars there you look at there's some movies that you look at that are the turning point in film uh mm-hmm. let's take for example a movie like halloween it, it it's not the first slasher ever created but it's the most popular in that everybody tried to match that and it created a whole genre of film. Star Wars, even before Lord of the Rings did this with their movies, created the kind of science fiction fantasy franchise film. It created franchises. Star Wars did. It created the tie-in toy, the fact that you are trying to figure out who, which character you are in this. You know, movies like mm-hmm. that were before it that people would argue were even better, like The Godfather, nobody was trying to figure out which character they were. Star Wars created this idea that you really want to live in the movie that you are watching mm. right now. You want to be a part of this world. You want to adopt the whatever the main character is doing. And, and so Harry Potter followed off that to great success. You know, the sorting hat thing, people trying to sort their houses and stuff. But I think Star Wars just did it first. And again, I... I know that you said that it's the Harry Potter is more searched than Star Wars. I would argue that Star Wars annually nets way more attention and money than Harry Potter does or will. You think even with uh, the new trilogy and kind of being successful, you think still with that, with the new of the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, because again, I think Star Wars... Um, the, first of all, the, the movies are always going to be at the top of cultural consciousness. People are still not over the ending um, to episode nine. True. The yeah. shows are continuing to come out, keeping Star Wars in the mainstream and Disney Plus and mm-hmm. Disney as a whole. You know, they've, they've created an entire section of the park, Galaxy's Edge, to Star Wars. Um, it is some of the most popular things. Now, obviously, there's Universal Studios, um, but... I, I just don't think there's anything. Every I, I still think for the next 30 or 40 years, kids are going to want a lightsaber when they're five. You know, they just are. Um, and I, I think Star Wars also, it's the same thing I said with Lord of the Rings. It just has a leg up in terms of time. And that my dad showed me Star Wars. You know, and, and pretty much anybody born after... 1970 either grew up with star wars and was shown star wars from a young age if you're into Mm -hmm. movies and all pop culture you've probably had a passing you either have decided you hated it or what but it's star wars i just don't think that harry potter has that ubiquity Mm. okay i mean like see like I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with you, but my still just kind of hearing that even in my original point, you don't even think Harry Potter is like on the same cat category. I'm not saying I'm, I might even say like Star Wars is probably better than Harry Potter for sure, but you don't even think it's on the same category. And no, I, I, I just don't. I, I, 
I, I I'm trying to come up with a with a like a like a comparison. Excuse me, and the TikTok it, theme right now is you know Avada Kedavra with sense. Lord Voldemort, so it's still you it know, is on for know. one section. It, it, yeah, you're right, it, it is, but it, that's I, I see no know. one dressing up like Darth Vader on TikTok right now. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, no, I'm just messing on that. Yeah, no, I I just no, I don't. I think you could be closer to the argument arguing that Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter are on the same tier. I still don't think that's true. Um, I think it's easier for Harry Potter to be more popular right now because it's contemporarily created. You know, it was written by a person um, who was not born um, in the 19th century. And, wow. and you know, it, it, it was created much closer to recent history and um, is about you know, kind of teenage life in school, which I think is always easier to translate to to younger audiences um, because it is so much about growing up and being a kid that I don't think Lord of the, Lord of the Rings is not about being a kid. It's not. Um, Star Wars has that mm-hmm. element too. You know, Luke is a kid when we meet him and, and we meet Anakin as a kid too as well and Phantom Menace. But it's Lord of the Rings doesn't have that. But again, I would say that Lord of the Rings has the head start, uh, uh, the the icon status, and as much as you could say Star Wars, you know, the hero's journey is a story that is old as time. Lord of the Rings created fantasy, and that directly led to Harry Potter, created the genre, and then made films that were better than Harry Potter. I, I just don't see anybody catching it. I, I and I would just. I don't think it's on the same tier, but that I mm. think you could have much more of an argument there. I just think that star Wars, like you're not mentioning anything else. The MCU is the only thing I think you could say is close to star Wars in mm. terms of, of impact. But again, the MCU is recent and I think we're already seeing, you know, the MCU fatigue is real mm-hmm. as yeah. much star Wars stuff has been created and continues to get created. I'm not sure I'm hearing people have Star Wars fatigue in the same way. They may not like yeah. what's coming out. They may not enjoy the direction, but people aren't tired of getting new Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. So my uh, last kind of kind of final, like, I guess, a try. So you don't think, one, the fact that there are more bad Star Wars movies than good, and two, Lord of the Rings, pretty, pretty heavy uh, – runtime you don't think those two things on both of those doesn't kind of elevate harry potter a little bit more which kind of avoids both of that so i would argue the first two harry potter movies aren't good you don't you don't like the first ones you don't like the first one no i would say the first two aren't aren't that good and, and a okay. part of that is they rely on child actors which is always tough yeah cgi is kind of bad but i just don't i didn't enjoy the stories i didn't enjoy the first two books either quite mm-hmm. honestly um Yes, the Star Wars, the Star Wars not having good movies. But again, I think that's just it. It doesn't matter. Like the ones that are good are so iconic that it like, doesn't matter. Yeah, almost. like it. Do, yeah. It doesn't matter that some of them are bad. You know, a, a movie like a, a movie like The Phantom Menace, it, it it wasn't good, and yet there was there was no question that there was going to be the 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 finish of that trilogy, and. Now people have started to reclaim them, you know, like people that are our age, like, whoa, whoa, that's my Star Wars. My Star Wars is the prequels. That's what I was introduced to first. And mm-hmm. so that that's actually great. That Star Wars is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, again, the, the, the world that it created, the universe in which was created by Star Wars is unmatched. And even if the Star Wars like if the movie, the content itself isn't that good, you're like, man, frick, Star Wars is so cool. Like every yeah. single movie, there's that one moment where you're like, oh my God. Like most people didn't like The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even like the physics of how the ship hyperspaced through the entirety of Snoke's fleet. Okay, didn't like it. But when that happened in the theater, everybody went, damn, Star Wars is freaking cool. And I think we'll always have that, even if it's not that yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask this then. Would in your movie franchise rankings, would you put Harry Star, Star Wars one, Lord of the Rings two, Harry Potter three, and movie franchises? Mm-hmm-hmm. This is good. This is a good question. 
Um, again, we're not kind of an MCU. That's just too many movies. It's just too muddy and murky. I, I, like, I, I, it's I, complete, tough. I completely agree. I think in terms of overall icon status, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I so think I would rank. Star Wars I think one, I would rank those three in order. Big, a big gap. Lord of the Rings two, the tiniest gap of all time. Harry Potter. Got you. Okay. Not cool. the tiniest gap of all time. <laughs> a pretty sizable gap. Um, Star Wars one, um, the distance between the Earth and the Sun. Lord of the Rings, the distance between the Earth and Venus. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's still three though. I'll take that. So I, I can't even like it's. I just don't think any others are coming. Coming Jurassic that close. Park, Indiana right. Jones, but even like, even still... ones like more recent ones like the Hunger Games. Are you having a lot of Hunger Games conversations right now? Like I don't think people are going to be like, I got to show my kids the Hunger Games. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just don't yeah. see that. So it's hard to think of like what would be three. Yeah. You know, maybe the other Jack than Ryan series, but that's really old, and people forget no. about that and don't know those. You know. I, no, it, it, yeah, it, those movies are and they're disjointed in that they all some most of them have different actors, so you don't feel like they're mm-hmm. real together. Again, you could say 007, but do none of them are that, good except for Daniel Craig's. Yeah, know, do people James watch Bond outside movies. of the Daniel Craig ones anymore? Like, are you going back to because re- people will revisit A New Hope, people will revisit you know mm-hmm. the first Harry Potter movie. I don't think people are going back, and it's not the same narrative structure, you know. I, yeah. It's hard to continue a story when you're switching actors all the time. I just don't know if there's anything. Yeah. Three. You said Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones is is hurt in the same like way that you could say Star Wars is hurt. Two of the Indiana Jones movies are not very good. Um, especially Crystal School. Especially Crystal School. But... It's grounded. It's there's something about like it, it. It's hard for it to be as iconic for us if it's just completely grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Now, I would make an argument. Game of so Thrones you're is. It, you're saying it being grounded hurt, hurts hurts it. I I think it makes it hard to be as iconic because we we as people just love the fantastical elements. And at the end of the day, as much as Indiana Jones Indiana Jones has you know quite, God clearly present in aliens and stuff. The protagonist is an old archaeologist, which is cool to watch, but little kids aren't growing up like, I want to be Indiana Jones, but they do want to be Luke Skywalker and they do want to be Harry Potter. I think that yeah. I think that changes things. I would argue that if Game of Thrones had stuck the landing, it might be above Harry Potter, maybe. But it's TV though. But I guess which is different. Which is different. But I, I would say that that reached the kind of it's got the books to, you know, yeah, the yeah. icon status. Uh, something everybody is talking about, something people were going to show universe. future generations, right? Yeah. You have the world of Westeros that people still want to dive into more, but the bad taste that was in everyone's mouth after season eight kind of dropped that show from the cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. Which and, is another, and also just being really explicit also just takes out a lot yeah, large population. Yeah, right. you, you can't know? show your kids Game of Thrones. But yeah. I think that that's another point towards Star Wars because... Episode nine was not well received, was not really beloved by anybody. And yet it's not like Star Wars dropped from the cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it just didn't. So yeah. again, it, so I think it, it kind of sounds like anything. really kind of sounds like these three movie series have like set the precedent and it's going to be really tough kind of for it to be topped money wise, success wise. And if just we're like, taking out like whatever we're calling superhero films. then Yeah. You know, I, I would, yeah. I, Which I just it is think, crazy to think about, like to take a step back, like to create an ex, this extense, like this extensive of a universe and series, like takes so much time and money, you know, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, again, it's the, like, it's the, the quality of, of film. I think, especially when you talk about Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter is something that's very hard to recreate. Mm. Um, movie to movie and even when it is it's just uh, people have to love the source material they just do and they love they love superhero stuff which is why everybody's making that right now but it's not as it's hard to compare that because it's not all one thing you know like everything takes place in the universe in the same universe but it's not you know it's not connected you're not following one character throughout the whole thing 
I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. What is there kind of a next movie series that might be able to do this? You know, is it like some kind of in the making that's, I don't know even if we know movies that are wanting to make multiple movies, if it's Dune or someone else, like, is there a next movie franchise that makes this, maybe this new Batman series, I guess that's superhero though, but like, let's say at least three movies that could possibly have that impact money wise and cultural wise to get it in somewhat in this, in these categories of these three movies movie franchises i i can't i can't think of one i i i um they're you know they're, they're coming out with another hunger games movie you could say that would help maybe boost the hunger games um no, there's jurassic just so park. they tried so that. much that goes into it yeah jurassic park flopped not flopped but it, it's not anywhere near <laughs> fast and furious but again, like those movies are so, so hated by mm-hmm. a segment of the population. It, because they that, know that they're just making it for right. money that and I don't action think shots, anything. you know? If people keep making Transformers stuff, people keep showing up to watch Transformers movies. I they're making another one, aren't they? Yeah, they, they just released a trailer for it. But again, huh. it's the same thing. There's a large, large segment of the population that hates those movies yeah. I, I just don't I, there's people that don't like harry potter they say harry potter's not my thing but there's not a lot of like harry potter sucks it's the worst thing to happen to movies ever you know mm-hmm. and i lord of the rings definitely doesn't have that i've never really met a person that's been like i hate lord of the rings um, they either like it a lot of they people don't care that are like, or they haven't watched it yeah i've met a lot of people that are like uh, i don't want to try it um or it's too long for me or whatever but then they watch it and they're like that's fantastic. But I've never met a yeah. person that's been like, oh, I hate Lord of the Rings. It's boring. It's trash. Do we know how many uh, Dune movies Denis Villeneuve is wanting I to make? I think it's only two. I, Just I don't two. think okay. there's any more. Because I will I say, if he makes two more movies on what he did with the first one, now at least... But is that story too confusing? That's true. I was going to say, awards and money-wise, it would be up there, but I don't think it... I think the story's like, too confusing. I think most people have already maybe even forgotten about Dune. Even how good it was, you know, like people aren't really talking yeah. about it, you know. The you know the greatness, uh, as much as there's extra stuff in Star Wars, the greatness of Star Wars is it's simple at its core. Yeah, um, you know who Dune, good is, you know Dune who bad is. Not you know? have the simplistic um, elements, and, and Dune is like Lord of the Rings isn't an easy read. It's not. Dune is dry. I tried to read Dune a couple of times. It's real really? hard. It's wow. just real difficult to get through. So, in that same middle of the 20th century, wasn't it written around the same time? Yeah, those books. Uh, yeah, Dune was written right around the time that actually, I think Dune was written around the time that Star Wars was coming out. Uh, let me see. Okay, so a little later, I guess. Also, fun fact about Star Wars that a lot of people don't know: Oh, 1965, so earlier. Okay, um, but later than Lord of the Rings. Uh, fun fact about Star Wars. The George Lucas wanted the rights to make um, another series that called Flash Gordon. That was a, another like science fiction series. Wanted the rights to that, and a studio wouldn't give it to him. It, it was comics before, um, and then the there was like a TV show, like a radio show tie-in and stuff. It was like it's really, really popular in the 20th century series. And he wanted the rights to make that, and he couldn't get it. So then he made Star Wars instead. And they tried to make a Flash Gordon movie <laughs> afterwards because everybody loved science fiction after the Star Wars came out, and the movie's not good. Um, he, but, said, he, said, he said Thanos, like, fine, I'll do it myself. I am so glad that the movies, that they wouldn't sell the rights to George Lucas to make. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. That's a, a win for society. Dog, you know what trilogy I didn't even bring up? That might be number two, might be number one. Say something so stupid right now. The Dark Knight trilogy, brother. Well, okay. So I was thinking, because you said no MCU, I was wondering if we were going to include all superhero stuff in that. I was joking. I would say it's honestly just like it might be up there, but it's not. I think that the the Dark Knight is such a, the Dark Knight trilogy is such a one movie trilogy, though. Yeah, no one remembers one or three. People people aren't talking about Begins or Rises. They're just talking about the Dark Knight. But I would say Batman is on a plane with Darth Vader. Mm. In 
like icon character you know even if you don't so many don't care about superhero stuff even if you don't care about you know dc comics or anything of that nature you know batman you know batman's bruce wayne you know batman's parents died you know his origin story you know all that crap oh Um, there's another example of that the orphan child becoming yeah i will say if you want to be like picky used all the time batman batman movies as a film franchise like that's probably up there because there's been a lot of just iconic animated and iconic you know, yeah. but that also is kind of picking and choosing when you get that way, though. Yeah, because yeah, then it, again, it's the same thing. It's not. It's not. It's disjointed. It's not all together. It's a. Yeah. It's two movies here, and then they switch the actor. Another two. Switch the actor trilogy. Switch the actor appears in three movies. Switch the actor new movie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're. I think we're done, David. Before we go, it's been like forever since we talked about the Polar Express because we. T- talked about star wars lord of the rings and harry potter for a long time how would you rate the effectiveness of my argument uh i didn't really love it to be honest with you your argument yeah one to ten um i'd probably i'd probably give you six and a half i think i was generous i think yeah i understand your animation argument like just in the eyes Mm -hmm. like with the with the characters itself but i thought the animation was pretty decent in like like general and then the i you know again like i like music and again nostalgic for me grew up on this so like mm-hmm. it's like there's an emotional attachment to it so mm-hmm. like i understand mm-hmm. what you're saying but i was like for me i was like i don't really care you know mm-hmm. we so, might as well have called this the nostalgia podcast because yeah talking about most of because in this other one yeah uh yeah. one to ten being ten being convinced one being me apparently what uh what was what how are you feeling here i'm sorry I'm giving you a low score, but it's because I was the most prepared to defend this. Okay. Yeah, this time um, we actually told each other what yeah, we Yeah. I, I think I think uh I think I'll give you a, a four. I think you may have tried if you I think if you just argued Lord of the Rings, this would have been a different podcast. But mm. when you bump Star Wars in there, it's hard. And then I, I just it's the same thing. It's nostalgia versus nostalgia for us. But mm-hmm. I would I would again argue that like nobody has ever matched in the history of film a trilogy like the Lord of the Rings trilogy in terms of quality, production value, critical reception, commercial reception. You know, I just don't. I just I don't know just how don't you anybody's matched it. A film franchise like Star Wars that has a character like George R. Binks in it. I just really that that. Dude, oh, you just told me a lot I'm about a, yourself I'm, tonight. I am a I am a top hater of Jar Jar. All right, I'm I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big apparently, time hater of my boy. Apparently, they're gonna like give him his own show. I thought there was like in the work. They're like a rumor. They were gonna like, do like some sort of kids thing. You you want me? To, okay, to end the podcast, I'm gonna tell everybody a real sad story. All right, is that so confirmed, Jar? By the way, is he like actually like a racist character? Jar Jar. Like, well, yeah, there's George is problematic. All right. George Lucas, it's good that they took Star Wars away from him because <laughs> he started to just suck. Um, but Jar Jar, as we all know, is really influential in causing Palpatine's rise, is the one that motions to grant him emergency power. So you could argue that Jar Jar essentially creates the Empire um, through his stupidity. Dude, yeah. That's crazy. So. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to know how the story of Jar Jar ends. We have, I think it's in a comic series, also in books, the current canon canon ending of Jar Jar's story. Jar Jar is made a social outcast in a pariah because of this decision. Um, <laughs> and moves back to Naboo, but is not accepted by his own people, the Gungans. Um, and is forced to live on the streets of Naboo, homeless. And Jar Jar makes his money by essentially being a court jester and performing for people to try to get scraps of food to live. That's what Jar Jar's doing. Holy crap. Yeah. Sad. So you just had the most disappointing, Sad, depressing, like, depressing. Or you could be of one of those people, people that believes that Jar Jar was actually a Sith Lord the whole time. And that's why he helped create the fall of the Republic and the Jedi order. So, which those, those theories are always funny because there's just enough evidence where you're like, I yeah, can see it. You could see I it. I can see it, you know, but there probably never. isn't really enough, you know? Yeah. Darth Jar. That's Jar. awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. there we go. Hey, I like these. I, honestly, we probably don't, 
we never like convince each other, but it's fun just like having a disagreement with an opinion because it like creates conversation yeah. and we're just hanging out. And so, yeah, it was fun. Again, we're talking about movies. So like whatever it is, like we're still going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, next, next time though, we're going to, we're going to debate tax laws. So yeah. Okay. Tune in for that. And if the Louisiana purchase was really a, a good idea um, on our part. So Napoleon yeah, got tuned in. least. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been the second edition of Let's Argue, episode 59 of What Do You Want to Watch? Also, just going to plug, follow us on Spotify. Like, I don't know, if you li- enjoy it, share it with your friends, post on your story. We, we do this because we like it. We don't pay for anything. So it's just word of mouth and social media pretty much. So, hey, man, just share that button. Hit the share button. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you all later next week with some more hype topics. Let's go. Hi, Mom.